Alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah, amma ba'd. So, tonight, we're going to talk about money. Um, I know a lot of you don't make money, but it is good to learn a bit about what money means and what kind of attitude we should have toward money. And is it okay to earn money? Some people think that being rich is, is not good or is not, uh, if you are religious, then uh, somehow you're not supposed to be rich or, or uh, make money. Should we love money? Should we hate money? So tonight, inshallah, we'll uh, talk about those things. Also, uh, timekeeper will remind me, uh, 20 minutes in, we'll have a story. So we'll have a story for about 10 minutes at the end. Usually, we're trying to cap the halaqa at 30 minutes, and then we'll have uh, about 15 minutes for a Q&A, and then the quiz at the very end, 10 minutes at the end, inshallah. Okay. First, I want to talk about um, work uh, and uh, the goodness of work, in fact, in Islam uh, in order to make money. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran when he was talking about the people who stand up at night and pray, he said, some people will be excused. And one of those people is the one who's going out and working hard to make money. And he said, some people, he said, some people will be going out there. And he said, يَضْرِبُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ Like hitting uh, places on earth. So they travel and they go around and they search uh, for, for work. And يَبْتَغُونَ مِنْ فَضْلِ They are seeking uh, Allah's uh, uh, favor or blessing. So he called money, he called it fadl which means uh, a blessing, a, a bounty from Allah. So it is nothing to be ashamed of if Allah himself called it fadl, fadlullah. Fadlullah is like the bounty, the grace of Allah, the grace of God. So no doubt, uh, going out to work is honorable in Islam. And we are encouraged to do that. In fact, one of the companions, one of the great companions, he's from the 10 companions who are given glad tidings to Jannah. Uh, I hope you're familiar with that concept. Uh, can you give me a, an example of who is given a glad tiding to go to Jannah? Uh, well, the person that uh, turns away a woman of power and status. Oh, you're thinking of the seven people under the shade. No, I'm saying like specific names. The, the, the oh, ten, right? Omar yeah, those people. Abu Bakr, Omar. Khulafa, exactly. But other than the Khulafa, who are four, there's six more. Who, who are they? All the four, and then who are the other six? Exactly, so let's stop there. This is the name I want, Abdurrahman bin Auf. So Abdurrahman bin Auf was from the 10 who were given glad tiding to go to Jannah, and he was super rich. In fact, when he migrated to Medina, he was very poor. He did not have any money. And one of the people in Medina said, I will give you half my money. I mean, no one does that today. And you know what Abdurrahman said? I mean, what, do we say? what would you say? Yeah. Of course, give it to me, I'll have it all. Give me all your money. <laughs> he said, no, I don't want your money. Thank you very much. But show me where the market is. Show me where the market is. And he went and he made a lot of money. Like, you know, buying and selling, making deals. 
all halal, of course. And he, he was very rich. But he had a famous word, he had a famous statement. He said, Dullani ala suq, show me the marketplace and I'll make my money. I don't need money from anyone. Not only that, the Prophet told us, والسلام, he said, and this is, you could say it is an extreme example. But he said, even if you have to go and carry wood on your back, even if you have a job like that, it is better than going and begging people for money, asking people for help. He said to go and do any kind of work, any kind of work, even if you have to carry like wood on your back. Maybe today it's like a pizza delivery, man, I don't know, something like that, right? Even if you have, so no, there's no such a thing as a lowly job. Some people think, well, this is a lowly job. And what is worse, you see some kids mocking some other kids because their dads have a, a bad job or a lowly job. And they start making fun of them. And this is totally wrong. Because in Islam, there's no such a thing as a lowly job. Every job is honorable. All work is good. So I don't want to hear, the, you know, people saying, oh, your dad works here, oh, your dad works there, and, and make fun of these people. Because the Prophet said, all work is honorable. Right? Now we have the concept of a rich dad and a poor dad, right? And this concept. Um, famous book about that. Now, that doesn't mean that you, you don't seek to be rich and to have money. This is halal and it's allowed in Islam, but we see, we're going to see some, uh, let's say, some conditions for that. The second concept I want to share with you is that we should not belittle those who do not have money. And one of the examples we see in the Quran, the great example, is actually a story in the Quran. Uh, I don't know if you remember the story of Talut and Jalut. In English, we say David and Goliath, right? Uh, the famous story. Now, there was uh, uh, the king uh, soul, I think, in English. In, in Arabic, is Talut. It doesn't even resemble, uh, I mean, the, the name. Usually, uh, the Arabic and the English are similar, but this one is not. Anyway, if you remember, in the beginning of the story, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and their prophet said, right, their prophet, we don't know the name, he said, Allah will send you a king by the name of Talut. Again, that is Saul in English. S-A-U-L. He said, he will send you a king by the name of Talut. These people immediately reacted and they said, How can he be a king? He's not rich. That's their immediate reaction. Because they kind of equate uh, kingship or kingdom with money and treasure and you know stuff like that and we deserve this position much more than he does and then they mention the real reason and he's not given a lot of money he doesn't have a lot of money he doesn't have a lot of money look how Allah or how the Prophet responded he said Allah chose him over you you don't have to have a lot of money Allah chose them for other reasons, for other attributes. So then he mentioned the attribute. He said, 
He gave him knowledge and a huge body. I mean, that's important, especially in, in war, right? So he doesn't have to be rich. He had knowledge, right? And he had a, a strong body. So we see this clear uh, passage in the Quran that told, told us that money is not everything. And if you don't have money, it does not mean that you don't have other important, other great attributes. We also have the story of the, of the, I don't know if you know the story of the gardens in Surah Al-Kahf. Anyone heard of that story? Those two people, one who had a, a very nice garden and the other one who didn't? Yeah. You do? Anyone else? Yeah. You do? Okay, few people. So anyway, we're not going to go over the whole story, but also we remember one of the problems this man had who had like this huge garden, he was boasting and he said, I have more money than you. How many times we hear this today? People boasting and saying, I have more money than you. Like I am better. That's what, try, what they're trying to insinuate. They're trying to imply that I am better because I have more money. And this is where Islam says, no. You make money all you want, but you cannot show off. You cannot boast that you are. And it doesn't mean that you're better if you have money. That is the bottom line. The third thing I want to say is that if you have money, you got to take care of it, especially for the young kids. Just because your, your dad is rich, it does not mean that you can waste that money. So we have strong language in the, in the Quran, in Islam, against those people who waste money. It doesn't matter if you have a lot of money or little money. You should not be squandering. You should not be wasting money. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in the Quran, don't give your money to people who do not understand its value, who, who are ignorant about money. Some people, they have no idea how money works. You give them any amount and they'll spend it, they'll waste it. It doesn't matter. You could give them like a ten dollar, a hundred, a thousand, a million, and they'll spend it all. I mean, some people win the lottery and a few years later they're broke. So it's not about how much you have, it's what you do with it and how you're able to manage it and, and you know, take care of it. So uh, this is important in Islam. Also, a, a different verse says, Don't waste your money and don't be extravagant in spending the money here and there. In fact, it says those people who do that, the extravagant people are the brethren of the devils. Another important thing about money to remember is that um, you should not let money distract you from your duties. So again, you can make money all you want, but it should not be distracting you from your duties. The Quran says that we love money, all of us. This is a human nature. It says, You love money so much. I mean, some people pretend they don't. But this is, reality. this is a reality. This is the human nature. The problem is not that we make money. The problem is that we let money get into us, into our hearts. And now it, it basically drives us. Okay? 
And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, he, he described these people who are not distracted by money. And he said, They're men, so these are real men. The real men are the people who are not distracted by trade and by uh, buying and selling. That they don't have time to remember Allah. They don't have time to go to the masjid, for example, or to pray, or to pay zakat. So this is, uh, this is the kind of people that we want. People who are able to be money, uh, make money and be rich, but at the same time, they're not overtaken by, by this. And they're not overwhelmed or they're not distracted by uh, trade and business and so on. And the last thing I want to mention here is that no matter what, we should never resort to haram, to illegal uh, ways of making money. Uh, of, co of course, don't sell any drugs, that's a, a, a no-brainer, right? But even beyond that, I mean, this is not the only haram way of making money. Anytime, in fact, anytime uh, you are making money by harming people, like you might say, I'm not using drugs, but I'm selling them. Well, obviously, that is facilitating, right? And you're harming so many people, in fact, by this process. Because so many people will be affected by your transaction. So the, um, and some people think, well, halal money means that, uh, you know, it does not have any interest. That is a part of it, but that's not everything. That's not everything. Anytime you cheat, anytime you rip people off, that is haram money. The Prophet said, Man minna. Anytime you cheat, he said, you're not one of us. You're not one of us if you cheat. He talked about the people when they uh, buy and sell. Very simple. You know, I mean, this is not sophisticated economic theory. It's very simple. He said, when two people are buying and selling, they should be honest, he said. In fact, he said, they have to do two things. They have to be truthful and you have to be clear. You don't hide any defect. Like some people, they're trying to sell you something. Uh, they're trying to sell you, I don't know, cheese. And let's say the, there's some mold on the cheese and they turn it the other way around. And you might say this is not common or it's not possible. I've seen it myself in stores. The, you know, one side of the cheese looks very nice. You turn it around and you see the mold on the other side. So the Prophet said you have to do the opposite. You have to clarify. If there's any defect, you, so, you still want to sell it? Tell it, you know, be clear about it. Clarify to people. Don't cheat. Don't uh, deceive. Because when you, or like you, you're selling, uh, this is in the old days, you're selling a box of something, a box of fruits. So you put the nice fruits on the top and the small ones or the, the, the defect, uh, defected ones on the bottom. And, you know, you, you might have some people who might fall for it. And they say, wow, this is really nice, big apples, right? And when they go home, they discover in the bottom there's these small little apples. This is deception. And the Prophet said, if you are honest, you are, uh, you know, you are uh, clear about your product, you don't hide any defects, he said, Allah will put barakah, he will put blessing in your deal. Your, your deal will be blessed. On the opposite hand, he said, فَإِنْ كَذَبَ wa." You know, if, if you hide the defect and try and, uh, you know, 
uh, rip someone off, he said, uh, the, the blessing will be taken away completely. So you think you're making money, and this is, by the way, I, I see it a lot, even some Muslims, right? They think that they're clever because they're able to, uh, you know, uh, sell something without, uh, you know, showing the reality of that product. And they think they're, you know, very clever and they're making money, uh, right? But the reality is, even if you make money, that money will not be blessed. You know, that barakah will be taken away. The Prophet also mentioned the person who is uh, selling, trying to sell his product and he's making these false uh, uh, you know, claims or he's swearing by Allah on something false. And he say, Wallahi, I bought this for $10. Wallahi. And they keep swearing and they keep making these uh, oaths. And these oaths are, he said, they're, you know, they're swearing on a lie. Like, I, you, know, you say, Wallahi, I bought it for $10, but you bought it for $5. So he said, this kind of person, Allah will not even look at him on the Day of Judgment. Because he's, he's using Allah to sell his product, which is even worse. To use God, to use Allah to sell your product, your commodity. So these are some guidelines. And again, alhamdulillah, many of you are, are young and you have not started making money yet, but I hope these are just some ideas like a seed uh, you know, uh, that I want you to plant and uh, to keep in mind, uh, you know, what money is about and uh, to have a modest approach toward money. Like we don't necessarily, uh, we don't hate money, right? Uh, as even if you think you're righteous and you're religious, it doesn't mean that you cannot make money. It's totally fine. It's totally okay. In fact, it is blessed and it is recommended. But at the same time, we have to watch for these, uh, uh, you know, for these uh, conditions. We cannot let money uh, dictate us, dictate our actions. We cannot let money, uh, uh, you know, distract us from what is important. And we cannot cheat in order to make money. All right, so now I want to tell you a story about wealth. And by the way, when we say money, it doesn't mean just the dollar. Any possession you have, so when we talk about money, it's re usually about any wealth you accumulate. So it could be real estate, you know, a house you own, any property you own, anything. It could be, you could be uh, someone who owns cattle or you, you own a farm. Anything you own is part of wealth. So when we talk about money, it's not just a dollar. It's not just a currency. And nowadays we talk about cryptocurrency, right? So you don't have to see it. A lot of times it is electronic. You don't even have it in your hand. All right. So the story is narrated by the Prophet Muhammad And in fact, the story he said it took place uh, in the old days among the children of Israel. So this is like before uh, Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him. Okay. So he said there were three people, three people from the children of Israel. Each one of them had a defect. One of them was a leper. Who can tell me what a leper is? 
leopard? Not a leopard, not the animal. <laughs> leper, L-E-P-E-R. It is a disease. Where, what kind of disease is it? It's like a skin disease. Not, I don't know if it is. I don't think it's cancer. But it is a skin disease. I think, uh, so it shows like uh, different colors, like maybe a white color, like too, white, too much white in the skin. But it is like a discolored skin, basically. So in Arabic, it is baras, but I'm trying to explain it in English, what it is. But yes, in Arabic, it is al-baras. A leprosy in English, or the person who has it is a leper. So the first one was a leper. The second one was bald. Again, you may, you may think, well, baldness is not a disease, but it's a, a form of defect. I mean, some people don't like it. This is why they spend a lot of money trying to uh, buy these products that don't work, right? They think they're going to they're gonna grow their hair back, right? But it doesn't work. Well, a lot of it doesn't work. I don't know. I don't have a lot of experience. But. So the second one was bald. And now, uh, I don't know. Baldness is a fashion. A lot of people like to shave their heads anyways. So it may not be a big deal. But this man was bald. And the third one was blind. Okay, so we have a leper, a, a bald person, and a blind person. All right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to test these three people. All right? So he wanted to test those three people. You might say, well, they're already tested. So listen carefully. A test does not have to be something bad. You're tested by good and bad. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in the Quran, you could be tested by something good. So let's say you were poor and then you became rich. That is a test. Because Allah wants to see how you do. I already started the, the story. But thank you. So we're ahead a little bit. So Allah wanted to test those three people. So he sent them an angel. All right? So he sent them an angel. So the angel went to the first man. The, who was the first one? Leper. The leper. So he said, what do you like in this life? What is your one wish? If I had to ask you for one wish in this life, what would you wish? What is your demand? What do you want? And the man said, well, you know, uh, what I like is a, a nice color for my skin, like a consistent color. Because people has, uh, you know, has abandoned me. They don't like me. They don't like my color and they're disgusted by my skin. So I want a nice, healthy skin. This is all I want. So the angel wiped on him. And the man was healed. His skin became healthy. But the angel was not done yet. He said, okay, what kind of money do you like? What kind of wealth would you like to have? Because this man did not have much. He said, you know, I, I prefer camel. I like to have camels. Again, in old days, this is the money. The definition of money was, what kind of animals, what kind of cattle do you have? What kind of domestic animal do you have? So he said, I like camels. 
So the angel gave him a camel that is pregnant. Okay? And he said, he made a dua for him. He made a prayer for him. He said, may Allah bless it. Okay? This is the, this is the prayer of a camel, of, a, of an angel for this camel. So he said, may Allah bless this camel for you. And he left him. He went away. He went to the second person, the vault. Right. He asked him the same thing. He said, what do you like in this life? What is your one wish that you like to happen? And the man said, you know, I have a problem. I, I, you know, my hair. I, you know, I can't seem to grow my hair and, and, and I don't like it. People don't like it and people make fun of me because of my bald, uh, baldness, right? I like to have a pretty hair. So the angel wiped on his head and his hair grew back. He's fine. Abdullah is fine. He's a great hair. So the man was very happy. And then the angel asked him, what kind of money do you like? And the man said, you know, I prefer cattle, like, you know, cows and, you know, bulls, stuff like that. So he gave him a pregnant cow. And he made a dua. He said, may Allah bless it for you. And he left. And he, uh, he went to the third person, the blind. And again, same question, what is your one wish in life? He said, but look at the difference now. The man said, he didn't say, he didn't say well, people would discuss it with me and I'd like to have some nice pretty hair or nice pretty skin. Instead he said, uh, what I want is that God, that Allah will bring my eyesight back. So first he remembered Allah. Keep that in mind, this is important. So he said, I, so he, he's not even asking the angel. He said, I want God to bring eyesight back to me. And look, he mentioned the reason. He said, so I can see people again. So he cares about God and he cares about people. I want God to bring eyesight back to me so I can see people. So I can appreciate the people around me. So the angel wiped on his eyes and came back his eyesight. And then he asked him, what kind of money do you like? He said, oh, I like sheep. I like sheep. So again, the angel gave him a pregnant sheep and he went away, he disappeared. So after a while, we don't know how long, five years later, 10 years later, we don't know. It says that the first man had a valley full of camels. He became so rich. That's a lot of camels, a lot of, lot of uh, money. And the second one had a valley full of cows. Can't even count how many, there's so many. And the third one had a valley full of sheep. Okay, great. So that is the, te that is the test. So now came back the angel. But this time, the angel did not look like an angel. He came back in the form of the first person when he was a leper. So the angel made himself appear like a man who had leprosy, who, had, you know, who was a leper. And he came walking to this now rich man, right? And he said, you know, I'm a poor man. I'm a traveler. 
and I, I have no means of transportation. I'm so tired of walking. I don't even have any ride. Can I please just borrow one camel so I can get on with my travel, so I can reach my destination? Can you spare one camel? Uh, you know, the man said, you know, I, I have a lot of debt. I know you see a lot of camels here, but you know, I have a lot of uh, commitments. I have lots of responsibilities. I have financial commitments, right? I have debt, I have this and I have that. And I don't think I can spare a camel at the moment. That's always what they say. I cannot spare money at the moment, right? Like you're going to donate later, right? This is, by the way, the Prophet said that in a hadith. He said, you know, the, the stingy man will always say, you know, it's not now, it's not, I don't have money now, or I, 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 I want to wait until he's on his deathbed. And then he says, oh, I, I'm going to give money to this person or that person. And the Prophet says, well, this is too late. It's already uh, given out to your inherit inheritance, right? So this is way too late if you keep waiting and waiting. So this man, you know, not now. I don't have, I, I can't do it right now. I have too many commitments. The angel said, as if I can recognize you. Weren't you this man who was a leper like me? Weren't you this poor man who, 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 who people were disgusted with? Aren't you this same person who had no money? And the man said, no, 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 what are you talking about? I inherited all this money. I inherited all, this, all these camels. They came from my father, from his father, from his father. So not only <laughs> he is stingy, but he's also a liar. So he totally denied what happened to him, you know, some years back. So the angel didn't say anything. He said, if you are lying, if you're telling a lie, may Allah turn you back to the way you were. May Allah, you know, uh, turn you to what you were before. And then he went to the second person. Just... Uh, how are you doing on time? Are we good? One minute. One minute? Now oh, we can't do it. Oh, maybe we'll extend. Should we extend? Yeah. Yes. yeah. All right. Yes. Cliffhanger. Okay. We can't stop here. Okay. And then he went to the second person, right? The guy with the cattle, with the cows. So he said the same thing. He said, I'm a poor man. And he came uh, as a bold man, right? As a, as a bold man. And he said, I'm a traveler, etc., all of that stuff. And the man answered him the same way. He said, I have no idea what you're talking about. I was rich all my life, and uh, I inherited all this money, all these, all these uh, animals, and I cannot help you right now. And then he came to the third man, the one who was blind. And he said, I am a poor man. And I am a traveler. I'm traveling. And I have no means of transportation. I'm so hungry. 
I cannot get where I want except with your help and the help of God. I ask you by the one who gave you your eyesight back. Just give me one sheep. At least I could use it. Maybe I can get some milk or something like that. So at least I could use it with my, you know, in my travel on the road. The third man said, Oh, sure. I was blind one day. I remember how it was. I know how difficult it is. And he said, you can take as much as you want. I mean, I had no sheep at all, right? I mean, all what you see in front of you, uh, you know, was from the bounty of God. It wasn't mine. So you want to, don't just take one, take as many as you want. You take as much as you want and you leave as much as you want, he said. And I'm not going to stop you from taking anything you like. So, the angel said, you can keep your money. I don't need your money. This was a test. This was a test. So you can keep all the money you have because all three of you were tested by God. You passed the test and your two, uh, your two companions, meaning the other two, failed the test. So this is a story, I mean, uh, it's not about whether you take it literal or not. It's about the fact that this is something that happens to all of us in life. Basically, there are two types of people. There are people who remember who they were. I mean, even, a lot of people, alhamdulillah, they start very poor. Like we say, from rag to rich, right? You, you, become, you were very poor and then you make it. And you become so, so rich and powerful, but you do not forget your past, and you do not forget the people who are like you. And you always remember them, and you give. This is exactly the idea. This is why you see in the Quran, it, it doesn't stop you from making money, but it says, do not forget the people who are less lucky, who are less fortunate. Even when you love this money, you still give it. That's why also in the Quran it says, um, uh, it says in one, in one ayah, You give money when you love it. No one, no one is saying that you're going to you know, give money and you don't want the money. Everybody needs money, even if you're rich. But the, the, the point is you give it when you like it. Even when you like it, you still give it away. And this man was like that. But you have two types of people. The type of people who uh, do not forget their past, and they do not forget the people around them, and you have the people who are the opposite. Once they become rich, they forget about everything else. They forget about everybody else. They even forget their family, uh, family members. And you see, sometimes you see a rich man and his, bre his brothers and sisters are so poor. You see it around you. Muslims, non-Muslims, everybody. These people, I mean, they get to a position, to a particular place, and they forget about everybody else. It's only me, me, me. So this is what I want to leave you with. This is really important. And that's really, the, in, my, in my opinion, the bottom line when it comes to money and wealth. And I hope this was uh, both fun and beneficial. Okay? So we'll stop here and then we'll do the questions, inshallah.